0: Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sin. I am a wife, a mom, an entrepreneur, and I am living a frugal debt-free life. And each week, I like to give you a little insight on what that looks like in a real, honest way, because life does not always fit inside a cash envelope. And sometimes we just have to make the choices that we make, and we have real conversations here. And today on episode number four, I am sharing my biggest money and marriage regret. Also, note, my toddler is hanging out with me today. Yay, Jesse! So you will hear him in the background. Mom first. He's happily playing with trains, but he is here. So enjoy the sweet little toddler noises. Okay. So this is episode number four, Marriage and Money Regrets. Today, I am just going to lay it all out there and share with you how my husband and I finally started communicating about money. We have been married for 13 years, and Jason and I did not combine our finances for the first five years of our marriage. And I can say without a doubt, that ended up causing a lot of the money problems that we had. We did not have accountability. We did not communicate about money and we had money problems. He had his checking account. I had my checking account and we thought we had a pretty good system. And you know what? That system works for a lot of people, but it did not work for us. He would pay the mortgage out of his account, and I would pay all the bills out of mine, and we thought this was fine. This was a great way to keep things afloat and keep things going, and we had this, you have your money, and I have my money, and we're good attitude, and some people can handle that, but we couldn't because there was no accountability. There was a lack of structure. We weren't communicating. We had no shared financial goals. And really, it felt like our marriage was missing something as a result. If you don't know our story, Jason graduated from college with a pretty fair amount of student loan debt. And then we racked up some credit card debt during the recession, and things very quickly got out of hand. And I feel like if we had been on the same page, if we had been combined in our finances, If the right hand knew what the left hand was doing, then we would not have had so many money struggles. Here is the thing. Jason and I never had a money fight in the first five years of our marriage. That was because we never talked about it. I think in the entire 12 years we've been married, we've had one, maybe two fights about money. And those were after we got out of debt because we couldn't agree on a budgeting issue or what to do next. We didn't fight about money because we did something much, much worse. We never talked about it. We pretended that our money problems didn't exist and we just didn't face them. We didn't talk about them. We thought about them, but it's not something that we ever discussed together. And I know that if I had just gone to my husband and about all of the anxiety I was having about money, it would have been so much better. I can't even imagine how those anxieties would have eased if I had just communicated them to him. Because my husband has this incredible way of shining light on a situation to make it all make sense to me. And there were nights I would stay up and just rack my brain about what we were gonna do, how we were gonna get out of debt, how I was gonna stay home, how we were going to raise a baby on such a slim budget. No budget. We didn't have a budget. But on such a slim margin, I wish I had spoken up sooner. And I feel like this is a cautionary tale to actually take the time to combine your finances. Y'all, I'm so nervous talking about this. I can't even speak correctly. But it's a cautionary tale to actually take the time to combine your finances or at least have regular discussions about them. And I know that oftentimes those discussions can quickly devolve into a fight because you've got two independent human adults living in one household and imperfect people trying to create a perfect situation that's never going to exist. Because y'all, I can tell you as a debt-free human, sometimes things still aren't perfect. It's not a magic pill that you take and suddenly your life is in order and you never have money troubles again. It just makes navigating those troubles so much easier. And we will talk about that in a future podcast. Instead of fighting, you need to go in with the intention of having an immense amount of grace and understanding with each other. This is something that I had to learn. You are not your spouse's parent, you are your spouse's partner. We are in this together, and it's not me dictating what he needs to do or vice versa. This is when communication goes off the rails, and this is when fights happen, and so we have to learn to talk about it. A question I get a lot is, and I hate to even go here, but I'm going to, my husband won't listen, and he won't budget with me, and he won't sit down, and he he doesn't take me seriously when I talk about it. That's the question I get over and over and over again and y'all I don't know how to address this situation because I've never walked through that myself. I have walked through not wanting to communicate because I was scared and not wanting to share money struggles because I was afraid it would highlight a bigger issue, which it did. You know, we we lacked a certain intimacy in our marriage because we did not communicate about money. And when you're not communicating about money, chances are you're not communicating about other things. And so I feel like money is indicative of an entirely separate situation. And y'all, I'm not a money expert and I'm not a marriage expert. I just feel like I've been in this arena for a long time. But if it's gotten to the point where one of you just completely will not listen to the other, shuts down, walks away, will not have a discussion about it, This is definitely a sign that our marriage problems are bigger than budgeting issues. It's bigger than money. And that's a really hard thing to think about and consider. I think sometimes, and let's just be real, so many of us have bigger, stronger personalities. This is me. I'm talking to myself. And we want to push our way into a situation and get our way and not really listen and that is a recipe for disaster. Your spouse, your partner is equal in this situation. So you have to take the time to listen and hear what they have to say. And it's not my way or the highway. It's a partnership working in tandem together to create the best life possible and to reach shared goals. And that that's one of the key elements here. You have to have some common goals, which which is one of my tips, and that is to daydream together, to sit down together and figure out where you want to be in five years. Do you want to have your house paid off? Awesome. (laughs) Do you want to go on a really great vacation? Fantastic. Do you want to have children? Wonderful. Yes, I fully think that's a great idea. You should go have some babies right now. But sit down and talk about those things together. And there were some ideas that Jason and I had before we started communicating about money that weren't bad. The idea of, okay, the bills will come out of my check and the mortgage will come out of yours. That that was a great starting point, but without shared goals and ideas, we would never leave that starting point. And that is kind of how we operate now. My husband gets paid weekly. I'm technically a freelancer, so I get paid all over the place. And we figure out what, what's going to come out of what, when, and where. I fully acknowledge that these conversations are hard to have. And I understand that they can be scary. I don't want to prepare myself for a potential argument. I may have a very strong personality, but I am surprisingly non-confrontational. Are you being confrontational, Jessie? Do you need to start your own podcast? Yeah, I'd listen to that. I hope. I've given you some food for thought in my cautionary tale to just sit down and have those hard discussions even when they turn into fights. Have those hard discussions. Don't stop having those discussions. Like Get get through the hurting point. Listen to one another, and at the end of the day, realize people over money, people first. Money is going to come and go, but you only have one spouse. You only have one other of that person. (laughs) That did not make sense. It makes sense in my head. I'm never going to get another Jason. And so getting my way on what color roof I want or whatever stupid money thing we're talking about, it's not worth the fight. It's not as important as that person's feelings. And that's something I have to remind myself of all the time. Because if you ever want to meet a person (laughs) who thinks she's right – and who has some pride issues on how I think things need to be done. Hello, my name is Lydia, and it's nice to meet you. And I have had to lay all of that down and go back and apologize for things that I did and said in the past. And y'all, it changed my marriage. It made it better. It made it stronger. And I can't imagine going through some of the things that we've gone through in recent years if we hadn't developed that intimacy point in our relationship where there was nothing we could discuss that was going to destroy us. There was nothing that we could delve into that was going to break us apart. (sighs) I know it's hard. Marriage isn't easy. Like I said, you've got two imperfect human adults sharing a space that don't have the same opinion. Okay, so that's it. That's the story. In a nutshell, that you can tell in 15 minutes, I feel like if I sat down and I gave you the nitty gritty details that it would be, it would be a lot longer, (laughs) right? It was a hard thing to do, but it was certainly worth it. Okay, I would love to hear from you. Tell me where you are in the process. Tell me where you are in paying off your debts. Tell me what the catalyst was for... For change. If you want, you can drop me a comment um, on my blog. You can go to frugaldebtfreelife.com backslash podcast and find this episode and leave me a comment there. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm Lydia Sin. You can follow me on YouTube where I'm also Lydia Sin. There are many places to connect and I'd love to connect with you. And thanks to every single one of you who has left a review. This is how people know where to find us. When you leave a review, it tells iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and all the places where you can listen that, hey, this is someone worth listening to. I think my favorite review this week came on iTunes and it said, I'm stupid happy I get a podcast also now. Thank you. I am stupid happy too. It makes me really excited. So thank you to every single one of you. And I hope you guys have a great week. Come back next week, brand new episode, and I'll see you later. Bye.